these particular people who call themselves Christians are unfriendly. They are hostile. They are impolite. They are rude. They are disagreeable at every turn. That should not be something that's tied to Christianity. And if that is what's tied to Christianity, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're doing it. You're doing it wrong. I'm Sheree. And I'm Keisha. And welcome to Crooked, Tilted, and Transformed, where we explore the topic of emotional trauma, baggage, and how to be transformed by the renewing of our minds through a Christ-centered perspective. If you're feeling lost, stuck, or unsure of how to move forward, if you tried every way but the way, truth, and life, you're in the right place. On this podcast, we'll be sharing stories, practical tips, and biblical insights to help you navigate the difficult waters of emotional healing and find hope in the midst of your struggles. We believe that with God's help, we can all be transformed and find healing and restoration in our lives. So join us on this journey as we seek to grow closer to Christ and experience the freedom and transformation that only He can bring. In this episode, We'll be starting the Love Is series and deep diving into the meaning of love as it is defined in God's word. As it says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 8, God is love, and it is through his love that we are able to understand and embody true love in our own lives. In this first part of the series, we'll be exploring the qualities of patience and kindness and how they play a role in our ability to love others and ourselves. So join us as we use scripture and the word of God to guide us on this journey of understanding and becoming more like Christ in the way we love. I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love. I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. But whether there are prophecies, they will fail, Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror, dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. 
And now abide faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Okay, so um, anyway, I did a, a post on Facebook and um, a while back and it said it was, it was <laughs> uh, Tina, what's love got to do, got to do with it? And then God responds with everything. Mm. The love is. Uh, for First Corinthians, I think that we tend to skim over that. We read it so confidently, but we don't really live it. We don't really live that verse. Um, mm-hmm. And and John thirteen thirty five says, "If you love each other, everyone will know that you are my disciples. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have loved one another. All men will know we're disciples." Of, of Christ by our love and I see a lot of not loving one another happening um, and and that is definitely a win uh, for for the enemy's camp um, when we act so unbecomingly we don't treat one another like we like we should so we're gonna start this is a love is series Keisha are you excited about this one I am. I like, I love this chapter. It's one of my favorites. I'm excited. Um, There's a, you know, this is February and the world sees this month as month of love or February is coming up. So the month of love. So we're going to start the Love is series. And for Christians, it should be always a life of love, not a month of love, (laughs) a life of love. You look up what patient means and as being able to accept, tolerate delays, problems or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious. Um, (laughs) That already just gives me a whole host of issues. (laughs) Yep. Like becoming like without becoming annoyed or anxious. Mm. (laughs) Like already that's that's like that's like the first step so held it right right moment to moment <laughs> when i was studying this i was just like oh hmm a uh, second peter and verse three verse chapter three verse nine the Lord is not slow about his promise, as some count slowness, slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. So, yeah, I think that is a nail on description of what patience is. And some of the main synonyms of patient uh, is calm, forgiving, gentle, quiet and tolerant. And I really would just want to hit on tolerant right out of the gate um, because uh, tolerance seems to be uh, the toughest for people to grasp and understand. Um, and what one may not realize is that tolerance is to be shown both ways, right? If you check out uh, Romans chapter 14, uh, it talks about what it means to show tolerance. And we're going to look at Romans chapter 14, but verses two and three it says one person believes he may eat anything while the weak person eats only vegetables. Let not the one who eats despise the one who abstains and let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats for God has welcomed him. 
Uh, just a quick caveat. This does not mean, you know, vegetarians and vegans are weak-minded. I, I am a vegan, but if you want to eat a juicy steak in front of me, go ahead. I, I, I don't see anything wrong with that. I, I'm vegan for health reasons. <laughs> it keeps me off of my diabetic medication. So that's why I do it. But I do miss me some seafood. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but back to the matter of hand. You know, people were selling um, meat that had been sacrificed to idols. And these new Christians, uh, you know, had probably come out of that lifestyle and knew that and weren't sure if that was something they should be eating um, and if it would be a sin for them, right? So if you drop down to verses 10 and 12, it says, Why do you pass judgment on your brother? Or you, why do you despise your brother? For we all will stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. So y'all, it's important to see that passing judgment on the one who freely eats is warned against, but also despising the other person who doesn't participate is also warned against. I wonder, and this is such a side note, but like, I just wonder when did um, people disagreeing become hate? Like we used to be able to love each other right. and still disagree. Right. And I feel like that's gotten lost somewhere. Like the lines have become blurred. And so you can no longer disagree with the person out of love mm -hmm. and it still be viewed as love. Right. I so I said, I think that's a type of tolerance also. Like it is. Being tolerant enough to uh, disagree in love and still love each other. Right. Be okay with someone disagreeing with you. Yeah. And and not jumping over and saying, well, you hate me just because you don't support me in this decision. Mm -hmm. And I think also it could be because of the responses of, you know, disagreement the words that are chosen, the actions that are chosen do show hate and not just disagreement, but it shows hate. And I would agree with that. One of the scriptures that comes to mind um, when you speak of tolerance, um, I think of Matthew 5, verse 44 through 45. And it says, but I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven, for he makes his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. And I think it's important to remember um, by reading that scripture that, you know, we are often tolerant or we have seem to have more tolerance for people who believe as we do or agree with us but the scripture tells us directly to be tolerant with those who don't agree with us or you know may not believe the same as us um and we can take that into kind of change that into where we understand it better let's, let's look at alcohol let's go there so many christians believe that alcohol drinking alcohol is a sin where that's not in the Bible at all. What is in the Bible is drunkenness being a sin. If you drink alcohol and become drunk, that is the sin, right? 
So some people will drink alcohol and some people will not believing that it is a sin. So you see how that if one person believes that he may drink alcohol while the weak person uh, does not drink alcohol, let not the one who drinks alcohol despise the one who abstains and let not the one who does not drink alcohol pass judgment on the one who who does for God has welcomed him. So that might make a little bit more sense and bring a little bit more understanding into into our day. Um, If we drop down to verse 23, it says, but whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats because the eating is not from faith for whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. So bringing that back into terms that we may uh, understand a little bit better, but whoever drinks alcohol is condemned if he drinks because the drinking is not from faith for whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. So if you're drinking just to get along um, and you're believing that is a sin, that is not something you should do. So this person who's joining in to relieve the pressure that they feel to participate, but feels guilty about it, it is sin for them. And you should not want that for another person. Verses 18 through 19 says, whoever thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. Verse 19, so then let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding tolerance. Um, Another good example of that is Ephesians um, chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. It says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with, with with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness and longsuffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. I read that scripture and it just exudes tolerance, to be tolerant with each other. Okay, it says, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching just long suffering like I, I think of that as patience and being tolerant because it's a long period of time and that probably goes into one of the other um, love is but I just I love that scripture it's just you know be ready in season and out of season and to be ready we must be tolerant because people aren't always going to agree we aren't always going to see the same so it's important that we be tolerant with each other that we um, be patient that we be patient because everybody is not where we're at it's important to remember that we once stood where another person or we may once have stood where another person is currently standing it is important to put ourselves in that person's shoes so that we can understand where they're coming from or not even understand because we have knowledge of where they're at. If we were once in their shoes, you know, if we have empathy, it allows us to have patience with them and to be more tolerant because we can imagine ourselves in their shoes. Welcome to the Love Is series on Crooked, Tilted, and Transformed. If you're just joining us, I'm Sheree. And I'm Keisha. 
And in this series, we are deep diving into the meaning of love as it is defined in God's word so we can truly understand and embody true love in our own lives. So some main synonyms of despise are hate, reject, shun, snub, neglect. There are people who, you know, I think in this verse, uh, Romans 14, verse two, they would consider themselves strong, a strong Christian. And so they believe that if you do this and that and this, you know, they're, they're sitting on this, this judgment seat of, I'm not saying because as Christians, we are, we're called used to discernment, you know, that's a type of, of, of judging the situation, right? And so we're, we're called to do that, to use discernment. But if there's someone who is a new Christian and they are not doing everything right in your eyes, mm, I think we have a an epidemic in that department um, mm-hmm. and how that really breaks down the, the walls of communication when it comes to building brothers and sisters up in Christ. Um, because we don't know how to do it. We don't know how to speak to each other in love. We don't have patience with one another as we're learning and growing and um, strengthening our relationship uh, with God and, and and with one another. We don't have patience with each other to allow a person to start where they are, mm, you know, to one. start yeah. where they are. For me, that was one of the biggest stumbling blocks, I would say, to attending a congregation or going to a congregation because I felt as if once I became a part of the the church and a part of the congregation, they would immediately expect me to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I had so much work to do within myself, but I wanted to grow. I don't think I was always allowed the opportunity. because I was not always treated with love. I hate when people say, like, I loved you the best way I knew how, but I don't want you to love me the best way you know how. I want you to love me like Christ. Mm. And when you're Christian, we're supposed to love as Christ. But the first thing, girl, mm-hmm. I used to say, I'm not Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I used to say that and I don't, I don't really say that anymore. I don't, you know, and if I start mm-hmm. saying, I catch myself because I am supposed to be an ambassador of Christ. I am supposed to be a representation of Jesus. So that, that doesn't fly. You already know I'm not Jesus. You already know that, but I'm a representation of who he is. And if mm-hmm. I come to you in anything other than that, I am a disservice. John 13, 35, they'll know us by our love. So um, that's how we're supposed to conduct ourselves and behave. So the way I know how to love someone clearly is not mm-hmm. <laughs> is not <laughs> the standard that God has for us. <laughs> clearly it's not. And, and, and many people already are operating on loving how they know how, which is already breaking down the system. Mm-hmm. They're, they're loving how they know how, they're forgiving how they know how. And that is instead of looking at the scripture, well, how does God want me to love you? Yes. How am I supposed to forgive? And that's a whole nother topic we're going to get into, but this is a lovely series. Yes. So there is so much with that. Um, loving me or loving you, loving someone the best way I know how 
it's just it doesn't cut it it doesn't cut it it doesn't because we need we always should go back because we are imperfect we are i wouldn't want someone to use me as a standard for anything right all right god is the standard so we have to go back to the standard yes which is mm-hmm. god mm-hmm. jesus and and that's how you you know you get a lot of people who don't want to deal with christianity or christians because we're using ourselves as a standard and really not god mm-hmm. you know the word right and that that goes down you know uh down a ways in, in this the scripture of chapter 13 you know you may have knowledge and faith to to make mountains move but if you don't speak in love it's not worth anything i see that happening with how christians uh not only talk to one another who are already christians but how they also talk to people of the world this is sort of off topic but sort of on topic but we were at this basketball game and every time this one person got up to the free throw line or they were digging in their behind they're getting in their behind <laughs> like you know we can see you right we can see you <laughs> you don't you don't disappear you don't disappear when you get up to the free throw line people can see you <laughs> oh man and i think you know we have christians have their little moments you act like the world can't see you the world sees mm. you digging in yeah. your behind, <laughs> reaching out to shake other people's hand. You dug, dug in your behind. They see you. Oh. They oh. still see you. <laughs> and you yes. and you wonder why people are hesitant to be Christian. Yes, and you spreading all the hypocrisy around. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good analogy. <laughs> You're just spreading it all around. They can see it. Ooh. Oh man. That so, is a good analogy. Yeah. Like they can see you. They can see you. So, you know, in in verses two and three, it says, you know, one person believes he may eat anything while the weak person eats only vegetables. Let not the one who eats despise the one who abstains, and let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats. So, but for God has welcomed him. So the one who eats, and that again is uh, relating to the stronger Christians in the text, who is, you know, despising the one who abstains, despising the one who's coming in where they are, right? They're, they're, you are loud. You, as a, you didn't just jump out your mother's womb ready to be a disciple. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I mean, maybe John the Baptist did, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, we walk around and we just think, I guess, because we're 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 Christians, a lot of us walk around like we're not human any longer, mm. you know. Or you didn't need grace when you first started to to walk. That's the same way of treating a, a toddler when they're trying to walk. Oh, you done fell down. You nope, nope. You ain't never gonna be able to walk. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't never gonna be able to you ain't never gonna be able to walk, you ain't never be able to run because you feel you keep you keep stumbling. It's a toddler. That's how we they, learn. You know? So despise despising the person who abstains. Some main synonyms of despise are hate, reject, shun, snub, neglect. Mm. 
tell me, does any of those words sound like that would be some good growth words for a new Christian? I'm going <laughs> to snub you. I'm going to neglect you. Mm-mm. I'm, I'm going to reject you. You come into church looking mm-hmm. like you just walked at the club. Ooh, we can't so be friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never, never mind that they come to church. They trying to look, but you came. Oh, how dare you sit in front of my husband looking like that? But they in church trying to grow. Mm-hmm. Despising. No patience. Mm-hmm. No patience. Oh, I hear what you're saying, Sheree, but you know, they should look around and see what other women have. They will. They'll get the they point. Will. That's they just got there. You're Love right. is pa- patience means mm. able to accept or tolerate delays. Mm. Someone coming into service, they delayed on the action of making sure they all buttoned up and covered up. <laughs> able to accept, tolerate delays, problems, or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious. I like the synonym um, discipline. Mm. for being patient to be mm. disciplined wasn't you um, Keisha were talking about in one of our last ones where you were talking to your therapist and you were talking about fruits of the spirit mm-hmm. but you were so, you know um, the order of it determines the ability like level right mm-hmm. the ability level of a Christian patience is at the for for this love is patience is at the very beginning oh you're so right i just looked at that god doesn't do things um recklessly he he does everything with purpose and so she was saying you know he puts things in a certain order for a purpose and and it I mean, it aligns with what she was saying, like in regards to what she was saying, because if you look through um, chapter 13 and you see what all the love is, patience is at the, at the Mm. top and at the end, it's talking about enduring, but it seems to end with patience as well as endures, tolerant is what I think of when I think of endure. Mm-hmm. But yes, I can see that, that we start with, we start with being patient. Patience is hard for me. I ain't gonna lie. That's a hard one. I, <laughs> I, it. I wanted him to start with something a little bit more easy. By the look of it, it looks like it's hard for a lot of us mm-hmm. by the looks of it. And maybe you ever heard, oh, don't pray for patience. You don't want them opportunities, <laughs> right? Yeah. Love is patient. And mm-hmm. We don't exercise that. You can see that in social media. You can see that um, in just a lot of the interactions and not uh, that Christians have with one another and that Christians have, especially with the world. Whoever thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. So then let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual building. Let us pursue what makes for peace. I see examples I see shows me that we are not pursuing what built for makes for peace and the opposite of what um, makes for a mutual building a building of one another but it is important to understand when you say make peace mm-hmm. it's the difference between making peace and keeping peace so um, keeping peace 
goes back to what you were saying about, you know, someone who drinks just because they see everybody else is, is drinking and they're just trying to go along with it. To me, that is keeping peace because you don't want, you know, you don't want to come off as being different or, you know, you don't want to cause any confrontations, things of that nature. Making peace would be more of standing firm in your beliefs, but not condemning someone else because they believe differently. Again, going back to the alcohol scenario or going back to um, the Romans 14, you know, just because you feel that you can eat meat, but they feel that it's wrong or vice versa, you know, not condemning them because of your convictions. Mm-hmm. To me, that's making peace instead mm-hmm. of keeping peace. Keeping peace would be going along to with just to what get along. Believe, mm-hmm. Just to get along. Correct. Yeah. Are you messing all over your beliefs? Welcome to the Love Is series on Crooked, Tilted, and Transformed. If you're just joining us, I'm Keisha. And I'm Cherie. And in this series, we are deep diving into the meaning of love as it's defined in God's word so we can truly understand and embody true love in our own lives. All right, let's jump on down to kindness, okay. y'all. So we're going we gonna to talk about two of these at a time. So we just got through doing patient. Love is patient. And that is, uh, you know, first, uh, first Corinthians chapter 13, starting at verse four. And the next one uh, that is brought up is love is kind. And kind means having or showing a friendly, generous and considerate nature. Ooh, considerate. Mm-hmm. Considerate nature. And the synonyms for kind are amiable, compassionate, humane, sympathetic, and guess what? Tolerant. Mm. There's the See, word tolerant I, again in there. That word just keep coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Two of the scriptures that really jumped out at me that I really, really like um, Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 17 um, so we're, we're talking about the Egyptian not the Egyptians the Israelites coming out of Egypt right so they refused to listen and did not remember your wondrous deeds which you had performed among them and you being being God so they became stubborn and appointed appointed a leader to return to their slavery in Egypt but you are a God of forgiveness, gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness. And you did not forsake them. And of course, in the Nehemiah here is using the same language that God uses to describe himself, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness, gracious and compassionate. And then if we look in Titus chapter three, verses uh, four through six, it says, But when the kindness of God, our Savior, and his love for mankind appeared, he saved us, not on the basis of deeds, which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out upon us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Love that. But when the kindness of God, our Savior, and his love for mankind appeared. Ooh. Okay, so... And now I spoke about tolerance um, 
already in Romans chapter 14. And I want to look uh, at um, being amicable. That's another one that people seem to have a hard time with because I believe that amicable and toler- being tolerable go hand in hand. The dictionary defines being amicable as being agreeable, willing to accept the wishes and decisions um, or suggestions of another or others. And so let's look at God's views on being amicable. In Romans chapter 12, verse 18, it sums it up really nicely. It says, do the best that you can to live in peace with everyone. And if we look um, more into Romans chapter 12, we're going to look at verses 14, 17, and 19. It says, which only good for those who treat you badly. Ask God to bless them, not curse them. Verse 17, if someone does you wrong, don't try to pay them back by hurting them. Try to do what everyone thinks is right. Verse 19, my friends, don't try to punish anyone who does wrong to you. Wait for God to punish them with his anger. In the scriptures, the Lord says, I am the one who punishes. I will pay people back. And so part of living amicably toward one another is really not seeking vengeance or, or trying to punish those who, who have hurt us. Um, and I'm not talking about, you know, we, we, we have laws and systems in place. But I'm not talking about no consequences. I'm just talking about not seeking vengeance um, and, and letting bitterness consume you. Any words on this, Keisha? Mm-hmm. I don't like that word tolerant. <laughs> that one's not in my definition. <laughs> um, but no, when I thought about, I'm going to turn to it. When I, when I was reading this, a scripture came to mind. It's Ephesians 4.32. Okay. And it says, and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Um, and I know it talks about several different things, but it says, and be kind to one another. See, you said tolerant. Now tolerance stuck in my head. And so I read that and then I'm thinking, be tolerant with one another. And it makes me think back to, or one of the things that we were talking about, which was, you know, people who believe differently mm-hmm. um, than we do, being yeah. tolerant with one another um, and being kind to them. You got a conviction right there. Sometimes it's, it can be hard to be kind, especially when you are encountered by so much hate. But God is telling us that it's important to still be kind to one another. So you said one of the uh, synonyms for kindness was um, compassion. And I love that um, being kind is I always tend to to skip over the first part of what love is which is patience because I'm still working on that one um, but kindness um, is something that I try to hold hone in on on a regular basis um, in my profession and both in my life um, overall um, one of the scriptures that I absolutely love um, when it talks about uh, being compassionate is Luke 6 um, starting in verse 35 going all the way through verse 38 but love your enemies do good and lend hoping for nothing in return and your reward will be great and you will be sons of the most high for he is kind to the unthankful and evil therefore 
So therefore also be merciful just as your father also is merciful. Judge not and you shall not be judged. Condemn not and you shall not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Uh, That speaks so highly in regards to compassion because we always want people to be compassionate to us, but yet we fail to show compassion to others. As imitators of God, then we are to be kind. Mm -hmm. We are to be kind to the unthankful or the ungrateful. Even to our enemies. And Mm -hmm. our enemies. Man, you know, that's, that's a lot. We have to be, we're supposed to be imitators of that. And then if you go down, oh, here we go. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Mm. (laughs) Do not condemn and you you will not be condemned. Pardon, tolerance, pardon, and you will be pardoned. Oh, girl. Mm -hmm. Give and it will be given to you. They will pour Mm -hmm. onto your lap a good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. For by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you in return. Mm. Kindness. And when I think about compassion, it just, it makes me um, recall the, the parable and it's Matthew 18, um, 21 through 35. It says, then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say, uh, uh, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to, when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. But as he was not able to pay, His master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all he had and all that he had and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him saying, Master, have patience with me and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him and forgave him the debt. But the servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into the prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what had been done, they were very grieved, and came and told their master and all that had been all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all the debt because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due him. So my heavenly father also will do to to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. That 
scripture just speaks so heavily not only about patience but about kindness and compassion um, how we often you know again expect others to be compassionate and patient with us yet we are not um, able to um, replicate that and to someone else um, I think that's just a, a great a great parable to draw from some of the main antonyms of amicable are disagreeable impolite rude uncivil unfriendly hostile girl i see hostile and i think about christian nationalist it's a political mm. movement first of all christians should not have a political movement agreed okay these particular people who call themselves christians are unfriendly they are hostile they are impolite they are rude they are disagreeable at every turn that should not be something that's tied to christianity and if that is what's tied to christianity you're doing it wrong Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're doing it you're doing it wrong verses 20 through 21 I believe it's back in, still back in Romans chapter 12. It says, if you have enemies who are hungry, give them something to eat. If you have enemies who are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will be, you will make them feel ashamed. Verse 21, do not let evil defeat you, but defeat evil by doing good. I see a lot of Christians who have these so-called enemies and I say so-called, they usually look at them political enemies. If they were hungry, they would not have fed them. Mm. All right. We are not to fight against flesh and blood. That's why it says, if you have enemies who are hungry, give them something to eat. If you have enemies who are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will make them feel ashamed. Because the enemy that we're fighting is not flesh and blood. It is spiritual. Isn't it? So if don't. that's the case, then we have to be hostile to ourselves. Also, <laughs> I think a lot and a lot of you know a lot of people are hostile toward themselves. That is true. That is you true. Know? They don't know how to love because they don't know how to love themselves. Mm. They that's don't know true. How to love because they don't know how to love themselves. Thank you for joining our episode and leave us some comments uh, about what you thought about the podcast. Be be nice, gentle. Yeah, be nice. <laughs> Remember, this is a Christian. This is a Christian podcast. (laughs) Are you struggling with emotional baggage or trauma that is holding you back from living a full and healthy life? Then it's time to take action. Visit our website to learn more about how our Christ-centered teachings and trainings, along with additional support from a multi-certified Christian life coach and a like-minded community, can help you find freedom and healing. Don't let your past struggles dictate your future any longer. Take the first step towards a brighter tomorrow and visit us now. Click the link to our website for more information. Did you enjoy our show? If so, take a moment to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. We publish every two weeks and look forward to you joining us for our next episode. This podcast was created by Cherie Kamen. It was produced and recorded by Cherie Kamen researched by Lakeisha Awafeso and Sheree Kamen, and edited by Sheree Kamen. Crooked, Tilted, and Transformed is a product of Creative Call Marketing.